Welcome to the Leaders in Payments podcast, where we talk to C-level leaders from across the payments landscape. We'll be discussing the products and services that impact the payment space today, as well as trends and predictions for the future of payments. We will also hear stories from our guests about their journeys to the top. If you can take online banking and secure consumer authentication and marry that up with a ubiquitous, low-cost ACH network here in the U.S., you can actually provide merchants with incredible value. And that's what we do. That was Craig McDonald, the Chief Business Officer of Trustly. This is episode 32 of the Leaders in Payments podcast, and Craig is our special guest this week. I'm your host, Greg Myers, and I'm honored to have Craig on the show this week. But before we get started, if you happen to office in North Texas, Houston, or Austin, check out Fuse Workspace, where their passion is helping others do more. Find out more at fuseworkspace.com. Back to the episode. Trustly offers payments that cost less than debit and have a higher approval rate than cards, and there are no chargebacks. Trustly provides global access across the U.S., 29 countries in Europe, and soon both Canada and Australia. Craig has a passion for helping merchants find solutions that address real pain points. He also enjoys spending time with his teenage daughters. We've got a great episode this week, so let's get started. Hi, Craig. Thank you for being here, and welcome to the Leaders in Payments podcast. Thank you, Greg. It's a pleasure to be here. All right, let's just dive right in. Tell our audience a little bit about yourself, maybe where you grew up, where you went to school, where you currently live, maybe a few things like that. Yeah, I'd be happy to. So I am a Midwestern guy. I grew up in Michigan, went to Michigan State University many years ago, and my degree was in electrical engineering and computer science, and I spent a good amount of time with IBM. And then I spent some time over in Europe and came back in 2000. And from 2000 onwards, I've been working in the payments industry. Okay, great. So let's talk about Trustly. Tell us what Trustly does. Trustly is a very interesting company. I have been with the company now for three years and I had previously been with MoneyGram, and I had ownership and visibility in terms of payment acceptance for our digital business unit. And of course, we had cards and we had ACH, and you know, I had purview into both you know our approval rates as well as the uh, the return rates there. And the CEO of Pay With My Bank, who had merged with Trustly about uh, a year ago, he and I had been friends and we'd worked together in the past at several payments companies. And he had provided kind of high level view in terms of what those same metrics looked like over at Western Union, who was a customer of Pay With My Bank and Trustly. And what I had discovered and realized is that, you know, by adding a layer of functionality and technology and leveraging online banking over at Western Union in this case, those approval rates and the return rates were just turned on their head. And that's when I realized that if you can take online banking and secure consumer authentication and marry that up with a ubiquitous low-cost ACH network here in the U.S., you can actually provide merchants with incredible value. And that's what we do. On the payment side of the house, we have a we offer merchants a payment which costs less than debit, but 
which has a higher approval rate than cards. And when we provide that approval to merchants, there are no chargebacks. We absorb all of the returns. We balance sheet all of those. We represent. We do all the chargeback management pieces. So for merchants, especially in kind of post-COVID, and which I'm sure will persist going forward, where more volume is moving from brick and mortar online, you know, we really feel that, you know, we have a very compelling alternative to the card brands that directly impacts both approval rates and their costs. So we provide that. And then we also have a suite of structured data APIs that they can take advantage of to be able to derive the full suite of personal identifiable information on a consumer, which is vetted and retrieved directly from the bank, and other APIs such as employment and income verification and those types of things. So that's what we do in general, on the payment side and the data side. And the kicker and the benefit, the, the additional thing on top of that is that now that Pay With My Bank had merged with Trustly a year ago, and Trustly historically had been operating in Europe across 29 countries in Europe, we're now able to offer to our multinational customers global access. So what they can do is they can integrate once, they can sign a single agreement, and then we can propagate those suite of services that I had just described, not only in the U.S., but across the European continent and soon now both Canada and Australia. Wow. So you're in the U.S. and Europe. So how big is the company, however you want to answer that, employees or transaction volume or whatever metric you can use? Yeah. So we've got, I want to say, over 460 team members globally. We have offices here in the U.S. We have offices in Brazil. We have offices across Europe, in Canada, and now Australia. We, I think, publicly we had uh, disclosed that we're in excess of $150 million in revenue. We are growing very quickly on top of that base, and we are profitable as an organization. So we're seeing just a huge huge uptick in terms of adoption and interest by merchants globally, because everyone is struggling with the same sets of challenges or objectives, which are, hey, as a merchant, I want to reduce my cost of payment acceptance, especially as more traffic is going online. I want to improve my approval rates. I want to decrease my false positives, and I want to eliminate fraud. All of those different vectors and challenges Trustly, our solutions directly impact all of those. So, you know, it's, uh, you know, when we speak to merchants, it's almost like, well, what's the catch or, you know, what's not to like or where have you been, right? Right. So it's, it's a very exciting time for our company and we're very excited about the future. Yeah. And you mentioned e-commerce. I mean, that makes a lot of sense. Are there other markets where you're seeing traction that, you know, really see the value over other markets? Yeah, no, we've got, you know, if you look at e-commerce or if you look at QSR or if you look at travel or financial services or sports betting, which is now a huge and emerging market here in the United States, if you step back to kind of the, the value drivers of, you know, what we provide, which is a superior approval rate to cards, low cost and no chargebacks, those three values apply to any merchant sub-vertical. And it doesn't matter what the average transaction value is, doesn't matter what the repeat frequency of transactions are, doesn't matter what the risk profile is of that portfolio of transactions for that merchant or that merchant sub-vertical. Our value proposition resonates strongly across 
every single merchant use case, even if you're talking about in-store. And of course, in-store, we require an app. So the merchant would need to have their own specific payment app, which more and more is coming to the fore, especially in QSR or grocery, those types of things where you can order ahead or have all your saved preferences or a stored value. So if you have a device then that can then interact with the point of sale, we trustly become a default form of payment in the background within that app so that when the app in the phone interacts with the point of sale, they can just initiate a back-end authorization request for funds, and we can authorize that in real time. So even in-store purchases on a pass-through basis or reloading to a stored value, doesn't matter. We can support those as well. Okay, great. And I think you've already answered this just in the value props of the company and and what you do, but I'm going to go ahead and ask it and let you see if you have another way of answering it. But what truly differentiates you guys from your competitors out there? First and foremost, I would say the breadth, right, in terms of the, the geographic coverage. Then I would say that the means and the manner into which we have enabled or deployed our technology. So all of our connectors into financial institutions here and globally, we don't screen scrape. We do not hit open financial exchange. We do not stand up uh, headless browsers to scrape through HTML and tax banks resources. So we either directly connect into the underlying API, the online banking API. In many cases now, what we're seeing more and more in Europe, everything is moving to PSD2. So we're connecting directly into those APIs in the US and in other places where banks outside of a regulatory framework like PSD2 are exposing and publishing their own data access APIs. We're signing contracts with those large institutions to directly connect into those. So there's that. The other thing that we do is we're the only company, at least that we are aware of, that has created a full-blown payments as well as risk stack to be able to enact this payment product. There are other providers out there that provide a horizontal data access layer so you can engage with them. They can log into log a consumer into online banking, and they can retrieve some data, not at the scale or at the quality that we do through the manner in which we connect into the banks, but they can retrieve data. But then it's up to the merchant to be able to piecemeal and stitch together their own processor to build their own risk engine, their own risk stack, their own representment engine, their own payments layer. And so we feel we're the really the only company that's operating on a global scale that has put all of these pieces together into a unified solution that's turnkey such that merchants can avail of those value points that I had raised earlier. So I think that's, you know, for merchants who are really looking to take advantage, really move the needle on their cost of acceptance, move the needle on the approval rates that they're getting. We're really one of the only companies, I would say, that's out there in the U.S. as well as globally that's providing them with this type of turnkey solution. Sure, sure. And how do you go to market? Is it through a direct sales force, partnerships, or sort of all the above? It's really all the above. We have our own field force in North America. 
in Europe, now Australia, where we manage all of the merchant relationships directly. But we also think that our solutions provide great value for the large acquirers. So we have a, a longstanding relationship, for example, with Fiserv here in the United States, previously First Data. And we work with them very closely, as an example. We work with Adyen and Ingenico in Europe. And as these acquirers are having conversations with their customers in terms of their relevancy and you know how they can help those merchants attack the same type of objectives that I said earlier, which is, hey, how do I increase approval? How do I decrease fraud? How do I decrease cost? We're a perfect solution for them to be able to have the types of conversations which puts them kind of shoulder to shoulder with the merchants, helping them to achieve those objectives along the lines of reduce costs and increase approval. So yeah, it's really all the above. And in some cases, what we have done with these acquirers is we have embedded ourselves within their technology, within their gateways, so that merchants who want to do card processing or least cost debit routing can you know, seamlessly also add online banking payment as another option and kind of taken together with least cost debit routing, really move the needle in terms of decreasing their costs. Okay, gotcha. And I would assume that the recent trend, at least since COVID has started, of more payment volume going online has been something that's really been in your wheelhouse, right? I would think this product's, like you said, it could be used in store, but I would assume e-commerce would be sort of a sweet spot. Yeah, we've seen the volume spike significantly. Right. The other challenges that are coming along with the current economic environment and the shift online is you have an increased you know, incidence of fraud, increased incidence of false positive declines. And with Trustly, we attack both of those. So because we have a very clean signal, we don't have false positives in the sense of the card networks because embedded as a default component of our payment is secure consumer authentication. You have to log into online banking to be able to choose your account and then to effect a payment. You know, so when Craig logs into Bank of America, chooses his checking account, and then clicks continue to be able to finalize a payment. We know with virtually 100% degree of certainty that, you know what, this is actually Craig McDonald. There's no guesswork. And we also know that Craig McDonald is the true owner of this underlying account. So from a credential fraud perspective, that for the most part gets wiped out. So we have a very clean signal. So we're able to address that form of fraud directly. And so the other thing that we do then in this current environment is we're absorbing all of the chargebacks. So in a higher fraud environment or high friendly fraud environment, we take that obligation, we take that economic burden off of the shoulders of the merchant and we're shouldering that, we are managing that as well. So not only the volume shift to online, obviously is a boon for our business and other folks that are focusing on payments for online, but we have direct benefits that line up and address some of the other kind of mitigating factors that are happening in this current economic environment. Sure. So let's talk about the broader picture, the payment industry as a whole. Where do you think it's headed in the next, say, two to three years? Well, certainly online. I think the wallets are going to continue to, and the pays are going to continue to thrive and grow. We see also that real-time payments are going to really start to come into their own. We see it in Europe quite a bit. In Europe, Trustly supports its 
in effect, its own proprietary real-time payment network across Europe where we're managing current accounts and doing initiating payments through credit pushes. So we see the benefit of real-time payments for the merchants, both in terms of payments to the merchant, but also disbursements from the merchant or refunds from the merchant. And you can think about that kind of in an insurance context for claims disbursement or winnings from a sports betting bet or things like that. So we see that real-time payments really has a very beneficial impact to merchants and consumers. We've seen that in Europe play out for the last five years or so. And now with the clearinghouse and FedNow, we see that the same type of dynamic is going to come here to the U.S. All of these things, in addition to services and products such as Trustly's and what we provide around online banking payment, all of which are going to begin to transform kind of the payment landscape and move payments away from the duopoly of Visa and MasterCard and through alternative rails that are going to be more beneficial to merchants. Okay. Do you care to take a shot at what it's going to look like in 10 years? Oh, that's, uh, that is <laughs> that's so far one, over the horizon. <laughs> you know, I think it's, we'll see how it's all going to play out. I think Visa and MasterCard have been out there for a very long time. They were built and engineered for a card-present environment. We feel that the propagation of new rails, propagation of new entry points or into initiating payments such as what Trustly provides is going to transform the marketplace, especially when you look at kind of the demographic shifts and how individuals look to make payment. You know, we have relationships with AT&T as an example, and other billers where, for example, they've had ACH as a form of payment for a very long time. They haven't been able to get anyone to adopt or not adopt to the level that they would like. A lot of that has to do with consumer preferences and choice, especially if you're looking at you know younger generations, millennials, that are more open to initiating payments through other you know, forms such as, you know, Venmo or Trustly's form of payment via online. So I think you're going to see a shift in the mix away from cards, kind of generally speaking. I think you're going to see an increased utilization more and more for the pays. But, you know, where things are going to end up 10 years from now, I, yeah, I wouldn't care to speculate. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure I'd be wrong. (laughs) <laughs> I hear you. All right, let's switch gears a little bit and talk a little bit more about you. So tell the audience a little bit about your journey, how you got to be in the role that you're in today as the chief business officer at Trustly. You know, I've always been involved with technology from university through IBM and onwards. And then I've also kind of married together both technology and with the business side, I guess, the business side of the house, go to market. I really like engaging with customers, with prospects, providing them with solutions. As I had said earlier, since the year 2000, when I had come back to the United States, came out here to the Bay Area. And ever since that point in time, I have been working in payments. Uh, The first company that I had joined when I came back to the United States was a company called Interactive Transaction Services, which ultimately was bought by Intel. And at that point in time, we, the company, was in the business and its business model was to turn billers or telcos or multiple service operators into issuers of payment. So we had connected into their postpaid billing system, into their prepaid billing system, and our technology sat on the front end of that. And we have merchant SDKs where merchants could integrate. And then we were facilitating payments 
from the subscribers of those telcos or cable operators between those subscribers and merchants. At that point in time, the name of the game was digital content. And so we were facilitating those payments. And then the collection of those payments would be placed on the postpaid bill or the debited in real time out of the prepaid account. And so ever since then, I've in one form or another, either technology solutions or payment processing companies, I've been working in payments. And it's always been on the uh, go-to-market side, working directly with merchants and solving their needs. So I kind of found a perfect marriage between technology, business, and really domain expertise and competence in and around payments. And the form of payments that I've been involved with has always been, you know, non-traditional, hasn't been with uh, one of the card brands. And it's always been with the take of supporting merchants to increase their sales and decrease costs. So, you know, coming over here to Trustly has just been kind of almost the apex of that journey. And I think the we're really at the right place at the right time with the right set of technologies and even as we look over in Europe, you can even see from a regulatory environment where banks now are being mandated to be able to expose public-facing APIs to providers such as Trustly so that we can facilitate and add value to consumers and merchants as well. So I think there's really a, a tailwind behind our business and our business model, which is going to do nothing but, you know, kind of formalize, institutionalize the whole form of, you know, alternative payments, online banking payments for the benefit of merchants. And yeah, like I said, I couldn't be more excited in terms of where the company is and also what we're doing for merchants. It's really gratifying. It's very exciting to be speaking with merchants where they do kind of give you that oh my God, this is fantastic. You know, where have you been, right? And you, know, you have to feel very fortunate to be in a position, in a role, in a company that has that type of response from you know, the markets that you're looking to serve because you don't get that all the time. And that's just super gratifying. I bet. Yeah. So let's talk about something you're passionate about. So maybe pick one work-related thing and maybe one non-work-related thing that you have passion for. Hmm. The work-related thing, I've got to say, it's really being at kind of the front end of the process and working with merchants and, you know, having that sense of gratification that the services, the products, the solutions that we're bringing to bear to these guys are making a real and tangible difference and moving the needle for them and addressing real pain points that they have and supporting the objectives that they have in the market. So that is really something that I love to do. And one thing that I'm passionate about is I have uh, two teenage daughters. And one thing that we really like to do, and we're fortunate enough to live out in California where we have access to nature. And one thing that I'm passionate about is to make sure that in the time that I do have off from work and my obligations there is to spend time with my daughters and to spend time out in nature with them. That's great. Yeah, I have three girls, so I know what it's like to raise girls and how special those times are for sure. So let's talk about when people are coming right out of college, which back when I started in payments 15 years ago, people didn't get a degree and say, I'm going to go into payments. It, that's such an exciting industry. But now it's different. I mean, there's even payment related, fintech related courses at colleges that these kids can take these days. And I think there are people who see payments as a career. So what would you your advice be to someone, say, coming right out of college, getting into payments, like how would they be successful? What would you tell them to do? What kind of advice would you give them? 
Hmm. I would say look for ways that you can move the needle off of the status quo. I would say that, you know, I've learned so much throughout our journey about how to best serve both our merchants as, as well as our customers. I would say look to do something differently. So much right now in the payments industry is around optimizing around the card networks, optimizing around fraud or chargebacks or those types of things. I would look for a company that has a product that is really looking to do something different, that is really looking to address the fundamental challenges that merchants face today around approval rates, fraud, cost of acceptance, and see if you can be involved with a company or an initiative that tackles those head-on rather than looking to simply optimize around the incumbent card networks. Sure. I think that's great advice. So we're about to wrap up. We've covered a lot of ground here about Trustly and about yourself. So anything else that you wanted to add maybe that we haven't talked about around either your journey or Trustly? Um, Anything else you want to add before we wrap up? No, that's it. I just wanted to say thank you for the opportunity to kind of share my background, to also share Trustly's background of the company and where we're headed. And, you know, as I said earlier, we're extremely excited about where we sit at this point in the market evolution and the momentum that we're seeing is just unprecedented. And so uh, we look forward to speaking with any of you know your audience that's looking to address the same sets of challenges that we've talked about here on this podcast. Okay, great, Craig. Thank you so much for being on the show today. I know your time is very valuable, so I really appreciate you being here. Thank you, Craig. And to all you listeners out there, I thank you for your time as well. And until the next story. Thank you for joining us this week on the Leaders in Payments podcast. Make sure you visit our website at leadersinpayments.com, where you can subscribe to the show and where you'll find our show notes. If you enjoyed listening, please share on your social channels as well. 